Welcome back to Alarm Vitale, where we dive deep into mental health, spirituality, conscious living, and all things for the modern mystics. We're your hosts, Shelves and Mads, who crave divine discussions. But put away that maple syrup because we're not here to waffle. Let's dive straight into today's episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to another EV episode. This is so exciting. So pretty much in today's episode, we just wanted to discuss toxic friendships um, as both of us have experienced different types of toxic friendships and we believe that this is such a relevant topic that everyone can relate to. Yeah, definitely. We um, also wanted to give you guys like some coping strategies or some exit strategies, which you can kind of implement into your specific situation. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, then definitely stay tuned. But Mads, let's just jump straight into how you're feeling today. So what would be like your one word for the week and how's your overall week been? Ah, uh, my one word, I can't decide. It's either thankful or excited. I love it. <laughs> um, I know I can't pick between the two, but my week has been quite stressful actually with like in relation to work, Mm. Um, but I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I can see everything getting so much better. Big clap, round of applause for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a tough week, but I'm just so thankful for everyone that has supported us so far. Mm. I feel like that has really lifted my spirits a lot. So yeah, thankful and then excited because I just look forward to recording. I know it's it's crazy. Mine is definitely going to be grateful as well. Like I think I like the response that we've had for the podcast has been like overwhelming. Like I knew our initial friendship groups and like family members would be supportive because they have to be. But like to yeah, have definitely. people you know who just follow us or just yeah, I've had like the weirdest not weirdest but the most random people like message me about the podcast who I never even thought would listen to it so I'm so so grateful for all of the support and yeah my heart is just so full that like for how many people listen to episode one like it's insane oh I I understand completely (laughs) I was gonna say something totally different but understand just came out of my mouth but anyway (laughs) what's your go-to for the week Oh, so my go-to for the week, I had a, I wasn't sure what to do for this week as I kind of want to do like a go-to that is like relatable to yeah. the specific topic or something that we can all like implement into our lives. So I decided to pick my go-to for the week, um, a book that I read probably about three or four months ago and yeah. it's called Rise, Sister, Rise and it's by Rebecca Campbell. Um, so I thought I would just read like a snippet of the blurb so people could kind of understand what it's about. But um, basically it says, Rise, Sister, Rise is a transmission that calls the innate feminine wisdom wisdom to rise i'm passing my mumble on to you (laughs) i don't want it take it back it's about (laughs) healing the insecurities the fears and the inherited pattern that stops women trusting the shakti which is their power and wisdom which is their intuition it effortlessly flows through them It's about recognizing all of the ways that we have kept ourselves small and restrained in the efforts to fit into a certain archetype of women. So this book really encompasses different feminine archetypes, which is what I really like. And I love the way that she demonstrates like friendship and like the real support systems. And so that's why I was like, this has to be my go-to for this week. I've never read that. I really, really need to start get back into reading because I used to love reading on my Kindle like all throughout high school Mm. and now I just kind of dropped off because I'm just obsessed with Netflix and all the TV shows but I really should give that a read is it um online so I read I think I'm sure she would do it on like audible or something like that but yeah I read like the physical copy and what I love is um she's got like a beautiful quotes at the end of each chapter so um there's a quote that like I want to get tattooed I'm going to get my grandma to write it for me because she has beautiful handwriting and the quote is um I always get it wrong and then every time I read it I'm like oh that's what it is but it's like she is we and we are she and basically it means like each woman like should see a part of themselves in each other and then it goes into you know how like we shouldn't see each other as competition but getting off topic but like yeah it's like a beautiful book and I love how she they're pretty small concise like chapters so it's not super like it's not a super heavy read yeah it's really really good I love it that sounds so good yeah. yeah I should definitely start reading that but my go-to mm. of the week, and I talk about it so much, I should really start shutting up, but it's my sage stick. No, that's so sick. I, 
am obsessed with cleansing and smudging. So it's really helped me out this week just to detox all of that shit and just clear mm. all of that negative energy from my life. So, um, and I've had a few messages about where to buy some sage, um, but I usually just buy it from like my local crystal or spiritual shop, which I'd really recommend because then you can connect and find which stick yes. is like calling for you. Um, and that's how I pick my crystals as well. That's another topic. But um, Cleansing Co. sells some really, really cute um, smudge sticks and as well as pure Zen Touch. Um, and she's beautiful. She's a Perthy girl. Amazing. Um, so if anyone that's listening from Perth and is interested in getting um, crystals or cleansing things, um, she does some really, really pretty uh, smudge sticks. So I would definitely recommend her. That's so good. Yeah, I definitely want to invest in some different types of sage. Like I usually just stick to my one type that I bought like ages ago. So I'll definitely check them out. That would be so good. It takes so long to burn though. Like I had Mm. this little, little like bundle and I bought like a massive large stick as well thinking that they would run really easy but it takes yeah. a long time to burn them when through. I bought mine as well she said the lady that I bought it off of was like don't burn it as like a whole bunch separate the individual sticks oh. and she's like it'll last so much longer and it's so true because like I use just like a singular <gasps> stick each time and I reckon I've got literally like over half of my bunch left and I burn it pretty much like every day I'm looking at my stick now and I totally realize that they're yeah you just cut connected. the string mm. I didn't realize I thought the string was like the whole point of it to keep it together i had no yeah. idea look oh my god i'm learning something new about my freaking go-to <laughs> oh that's interesting yeah so maybe oh, cool. give that a go well i guess yours is lasting ages anyway all right so i think what we should do is just begin to understand how to recognize these toxic friends mm. um, and there's so many different signs that they display um, so shelves and i took the liberty to make a little list um, yes. and we've kind of named we wanted to keep it a little bit lighthearted, I guess. Yeah, and when I say named, I don't mean like we've just named our toxic <laughs> friends. Like we've named the type of friends and their energy, I should say. Yeah, definitely. So the first one is the drainer. So when you Ugh. hang out with this type of person, you know, we all know these sort of people, but when you hang out with this one, you feel like they have just sucked all of your energy and like Hell all yeah. of the positivity and everything that you had walking into that like interaction. They've just literally like taken it all the next person that we've kind of figured out is the taker so this type of person just constantly 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 takes from you takes from the friendship and they just never give back especially when you need it um so they could be taking advice they could be taking your money your time your energy and just never giving it back to you and it's so funny when you're when you get self-aware of these takers because mm-hmm. you're just in this like haze of your eyes are shut, you don't realise that they're taking it and then the third-party outsider is like, what the hell? Why are you doing this? And you're like, what do you mean? Like we're friends. Yeah. No, Mm-mm. there's a very fine line between taking and giving and 100%. I feel like some people step over that line. And it needs to be balanced. I think, you know, in friendships it can 100% be give and take but when there's that dominant person that's just constantly taking it's like mm. what, what's the point in this friendship it's not a friendship no it's just uh all right I'll be your servant mm-hmm, literally <laughs> my energy is your servant well, take it all no worries um <laughs> the other one that we thought of as well is the ones that are unable to hold space for you or self-centered so it's like no matter what you're talking about or what you're doing it always somehow ends up being about them like mm-hmm. so the situation or the conversation somehow like you could be talking about something so specific to you but for some reason or somehow they've had that experience too or they've done that thing so they can never fully give you the space to discuss like your issues or how you're genuinely feeling it always ends up yeah being twisted back to them and like their issues oh a hundred percent and I feel like oh it, it's hard to explain because sometimes you have to say your story to make them be able to relate to you. Yeah. there's a, And then, like, as you said, there's a difference between being relatable and being like, I completely understand what, like what you're going through. I had a similar thing. Da, 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 da. And then you go back to that person's issues, but it's when they continue to be like, okay, we've spoken about you and more about me. And that's yeah, when it's like, definitely. no, not okay. All right. The negative Nelly or the <laughs> complainer. <laughs> I love this one. The negative Nelly. 
<laughs> so pretty much these people just thrive. They thrive off complaining about their life. They have the mentality that just life is out to get them. The why me kind of people. And these mm. people really like aggravate me. me it's too. like they take no responsibility at all for their actions. It's all like, oh, yeah, but like I've had this done to me or th- this person's been shit or you know what I mean? Like they just can never take responsibility and always has to just handball it to someone else. Oh, yeah. I hate the negative Nellies that it can be like a really positive experience or something really cool or like a nice person talks to you and they're like, no, she was rude, she was bitchy. And you're like, how? She was not. She was a nice lady. Like what do you mean? How do you feel like this? Yeah. I know. Oh, they drive me and say they are the the word like the most draining for me I think is those people that yeah just thrive in negativity I just not about oh, it unsubscribe thank you yeah. <laughs> unsubscribe see ya <laughs> um the resenter so the people that yeah. are genuinely not happy for you and your success or like are unsupportive yes definitely and the next one that we thought is the fake happy mm, so you know when on. you can just tell when people are acting happy for you when it's like it's not it's just force it's like oh congratulations oh that's amazing it's like shut up like you're not actually genuinely happy for me and I think with that one as well is it's like if it is a friend like you can tell when they're genuinely happy and then you can tell when they're like ah awesome job like you know yeah (laughs) I know um the jealous or sees you as competition, like friend. So they're always comparing themselves to you or putting themselves down or trying to make, like, or trying to put you down to make them feel better. Yeah. Um, these are the ones that get jealous when you hang out with other friends or try to make you have doubt in those other friends who'd be like, they're not a true friend to you. Uh, my blood is getting boiled. <laughs> this is just like triggering because we know so many people like this. High school all over tell- again. Oh, high school. And I can tell so many people would be listening going, yep, yep, I know that person. I know that person. Oh, yes. But the next one is the secret squirrel. (laughs) I love these names. The secret squirrel but expects you to share everything. So this person tells you absolutely nothing but just wants to know literally everything about you, your business, about so many personal things but just doesn't share anything. Um, An example of this can also just be shown in things like, copying your clothes or not telling you up front that they're also going to like apply for the job you want or um, you know just kind of mimicking you but not giving you anything in Mm. in advance not in advance nothing in return yeah I guess I should say definitely and then we have the drama llama and we (laughs) all I feel like this one's so self-explanatory we all have that one person in our life that makes such a big deal out of everything like a small mm-hmm. inconvenience becomes this huge, big thing, and that really like results back to the "why me? Why is the universe out to get me?" Those sort of people. Oh yeah, and then with that comes the XOXL gossip girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love. It. So the the gossip gal is that just one friend who always, 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 always bitches about everyone, even their friends, um, and if they gossip to you about others. Well, then they must gossip about you to others as well. Literally. It's just like it's a massive circle and it's it's really sad that some friends you can only have conversations that just bitch about people. Mm-hmm. Like some friends just That's the only don't way talk about anything else. Yeah. yeah, it's the only way that it, they can relate. I don't mm. know. It's just I've had a few people like that. Yeah, um, it's hard, 100%. Oh, it's, Oh, yeah, we just make a no-bitch rule. Yep, stop it. You're gossiping enough. Uh, We have the sarcastic or passive-aggressive friends. So these are the ones that mask, like, their rudeness with humour. So it's like, oh, don't be offended by that. Like, I was just joking. I thought you could take banter, you know, or, like, the ones that say stuff like, you're so pretty, I hate you. And you're like, do you actually Uh, hate me? Like, "Mm, no, 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 I'm just joking. (laughs) Are you? Are you joking? Are you really? I don't think you like, are. <laughs> I really don't get the vibes that you're joking. Um, but thanks for the compliment. <laughs> Unsubscribe. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Unsubscribe. See ya. See ya. All right. The manipulator. Sorry, I just shouted. I probably just hurt all of your eardrums. <laughs> but she's a And vegan. this can be the person that just plants the seed of doubt um, in your mind and other people's minds just to keep you really, really small. 
So it's like, you really think that they will want to hire someone like you? Or like, mm. are you actually his type? Like, oh, honey, I don't actually think so. You know, just yeah. those people that it's like really just puts the this, this seed in your mind just to flip you around so you aren't successful. Definitely. And it starts gnawing at you after all because these are the people that are supposed to be your best friends. So it's like, oh, if she thinks that he's too good for me, like maybe he is too good for me. And next minute she gets with him. <laughs> Blood twist. Um, unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. The you've changed type of friends. These are the people that want to keep you small. They want to prevent you from growing. And I mm-hmm. hate when people say you've changed. And I go, yeah, I have. Like I'm <laughs> Actually, thanks for noticing. Yeah, thank you. Like I've worked hard on this change. Like thank you. But, yeah, I hate when you've changed becomes like a negative thing like we have like a negative connotation to it because it's like you know I want a 22 year old me wants to be different to 16 year old me if I haven't changed then something's wrong you know but you yeah there's those people that are like I don't even know who you are anymore and it's like (laughs) honey if you don't know who I am then maybe we shouldn't be friends like you know what I mean like can you not just be like I'm so happy for your growth I'm so happy that you finally found yourself not oh you've changed like (laughs) it's like Oh, oh, Jesus. Christ. I know. I need to not rant when we do these because these make me so angry. I'm like, oh, I'm getting like really hot and heavy. I'm, I'm sweating. Like, I'm starting to fuck. <laughs> I need to stop swearing too. I'm popping up a sweat. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we have the distorter. So the one that always exaggerates the truth or just changes the story of what happens just to like, it's like, a mix between the drama llama mm. and the distorter. So it's like, oh, um, yeah, I can't even make a scenario up on oh, here. What's a scenario that would suit the distorter? Like as in, you know, maybe an event happens, like someone says something, but then they would be like, oh, she said this, and they make it like this big dramatised event. And it's like, no, she didn't. She literally said, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, okay, that's perfect. And then we have, oh, this one triggers me, hides behind (laughs) social media or messaging. So these are the ones that can say like the real nasty things or argue with you behind like text messages or a computer screen. But if you try to say, okay, let's meet up in person and discuss this in like a mature way, they won't. Or if you confront I've never had anyone like that. Mm. Or if like you've confront them, they'll be like, no, 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 we're fine. But then... A few hours later, all of a sudden they write you this huge essay on social media and it's like I literally confronted you and asked you if there was anything wrong that you wanted to discuss in person. You said no, so don't go home and then rip me a new one via text message. Oh, that would suck. Mm, it's hard, Jeez. yeah. All right, so the last friend, in quotations, that we've <laughs> kind of figured out is the my way or the highway. So practically this person just doesn't acknowledge or respect you at all if that could be your values your views your passions race gender sexual orientation it's just like no these are my beliefs Mm -hmm. if you don't um agree with them then oh well see you later they don't exist yeah no yeah it's just like they don't you don't have any um leeway or respect I guess you should Mm. say yeah definitely well uh, now that we've finished like identifying the types of toxic people, Mads, do you want to tell us like a little bit of your personal experience with these people? Well, I've definitely had my fair share of toxic friendships when I was younger and even to what, like a few years ago. So, and I was always, always so scared and I never, ever stood up for myself, which I've now learned, but that just put me in such a vulnerable, vulnerable situation to be attracting um, manipulative and toxic people into my life. Mm. Um, so I've practically had most, like probably 90% of those people that we've just discussed, some four of them in one person, you know what I mean? Like yeah. school is very toxic in a way. I mean, for me personally, it mm-hmm. was, it was, no, it was, it's hard because it was toxic, but it was not. It was like, no one ever talked about it, but you could kind of feel the toxicity. Definitely. Um, so yeah, I've definitely had my fair share, but I've just started to cut down who I put most of my energy into. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm so much more relaxed now. Like I'm just not afraid. And you know, those people that you just can't relax around Yeah. or you just feel like you can't be a hundred percent yourself. And when you feel like that, then what the hell are you doing with them? You know what I mean? Like 
they're obviously not serving you in a positive way. But yeah, I just hate walking around eggshells on around people mm. or being afraid that they're going to like share my secrets or anything like that. But I do have a massive example for me. So practically my sister, you know, you know, when you call people your sister, mm. but they're actually like you really like family friend, best friend kind of thing, yeah. but like you're past the best friend point. So you're like a sister. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, my sister and I had like a massive, huge falling out um, a couple of years ago. So we were both in a really toxic relationship with each other. Mm. Um, Like I was toxic, she was toxic. We were just thriving off toxicity together. And it finally took, I I can't even remember now, probably if I think about it much, but I can't really remember what made us fall out. Mm -hmm. Um, But we had a massive falling out. But you know what we did? We freaking grew up. Mm. Honestly, we, we just grew up. Like sometimes the people who are toxic are just really hurting inside. Um, they might have personal issues. Um, sometimes you have absolutely no idea. Like you think you know someone, but do you know someone? And that's the hardest um, part, yeah. Yeah, so it just takes growth and maturity and just self-awareness to change and become a healthier friend. So in my case, we didn't talk, um, for, uh, I'd say like around a year. And unfortunately, like it took a really, really horrible loss um, in our community just to bring us back together. Oh. Oh, it's hard. I'm gonna get emotional. Oh, so, honey. but what? No, but what's special is today is actually the two-year anniversary of us coming back together and like reuniting. So I fucking love it a bit now. Aww. Like we're the most healthiest people, um, separately and in our relationship together. So, yeah, I'm just grateful that we had that opportunity to leave each other. We weren't serving each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we grew, come back, and you're as a body perfect as ever and I think that sometimes when you have toxic friendships you just need to reevaluate, leave and if they're true friends you'll you'll just come back together oh I love that story so much how about you well I don't have anything super lovely like that (laughs) yeah you've had a a quite different uh, experience but yeah I'm the same as you like I think I've definitely experienced majority of those people on the list I think that's why it was so easy to write the list because I was kind of like it just flowed I was like yep 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 um and I think like as you were saying you know in school and stuff like when you are younger it's hard to understand the actions of that toxic person yeah so it's hard to know when they are being like manipulative and if they do have those traits they can kind of twist it back onto you that you're sensitive or that it's you you're the issue And like, as I said, you're still getting to know yourself when you're younger. Like it is very hard to then understand the actions of somebody else. Um, And obviously hard to create boundaries around that. But um, yeah, I think basically for me, the main ones that like I have encountered over the years has definitely been like the jealous friend. They'd always want to be better than I am. And I'm not competitive at all, especially not when it comes, like I'm more competitive with myself. Like I set goals. Yeah, definitely. I would never be competitive with somebody else. And yeah, this person always wanted to have better grades, wanted to, you know, be prettier or more popular, like that sort of thing. Just the petty stupid shit that in high school. Yeah, it doesn't really doesn't matter and like on reflection like I was thinking about it when we were you know talking about this topic and I was like it's sad you know what I mean like what did that achieve that literally didn't achieve anything for either of us like it's such a waste of energy exactly and I've also definitely experienced the gossip girl um and that (laughs) one (laughs) but she had a little dash of the manipulator as well I would say and this one was hard because it was um somebody who I had met separately from my friendship group and then I integrated her into like my big friendship group um yeah and thought you know she was the most beautiful soul and never in a million years thought that she had like these tendencies um yeah but yeah basically like she sort of would say stuff to each of us separately about each other so like oh Shelby said this or oh, such and such said this and then we'd all come together and be like what the heck like because we had a really good friendship like basis at the time like my other group of friends so when she was like manipulating and saying like all of these lies we were like why would you say that and then the other friends like I didn't say that so you, were, you had you a really that? open yeah communication because we had gone through like our yeah, like developing our friendship and needs and stuff. So we just came out with it. Like, why did you say that? And then, yeah, it yep. turned out it was all like 
lies basically that's great but that's it's scary at how good the manipulators are at manipulating yep it's like what else are you lying about and i think they try and they have like the tactics of like the tears or the sob story or something to sort of suck you in my family yeah you don't know what i've gone through like those sort of things and that's like oh hello yeah we've all been through shit and it's like that's kind of masks like their bad behavior sort of thing um but like in saying all of this like i'm at such a good stage in my life where like I have such a beautiful close group of friends and I like live my life by the philosophy of like quality over quantity like oh for sure I'd rather have a handful of beautiful supportive trustworthy friends compared to a long list of half-assed friends you know what I mean so like there's always a silver lining I think and for me to have gone through all of that at such a young age is so helpful in now like knowing the type of person I want to be like in a friendship like who I want to be as well as what I need in a friend as well so it all works out (laughs) I definitely agree with you but anyway enough about me I think it's the perfect time to dive deep into the coping or exit strategies for dealing with the negative or toxic people so Mads why don't you start us off with our first strategy all right so the first strategy that we've kind of created is just to Um, create your own boundaries and just an outline of the type of friend that you need and that you want. Mm. Um, And we're not going to go too in depth with creating boundaries because we're actually going to do a whole episode focused on how to create boundaries and what they are and what they look like. Um, But I would definitely, definitely just start, you know, even just making a list or kind of manifesting the perfect friend that you want, um, the type of attributes that you want this friend to have, if you want them to be supportive um, you know, the same values as you, it's, it's really up Mm. to you, you know, because it's exactly like you attract who you want to attract. Definitely. If you have bad and negative energy, of course, you're going to attract these toxic people in your life, like lift your vibration. Yeah. What about the second strategy? So I was thinking about this and I think having like an open conversation with someone. So as in you can chat to them about like what you need in a friend because people aren't mind readers. Like we all have different definitions of what a friendship is. So like, or, you know, like for an example, if like Maddie wasn't holding space for me, I felt like every time I needed to talk to her, she just wasn't giving me that attention or like advice that I needed like I could just say hey Mad some like sometimes I feel like when we're talking about my issues we somehow get onto your issues can we maybe reel it back into me sometimes because I just need that little bit more support and I feel like I give you that support so can we maybe try that you know something super casual like it doesn't have to be like a huge serious conversation it can just be something like you know when it happens like hey I just need a little bit more from you and yeah I think like within this sort of conversation it's so vital to use like I feel statements or sort of put yeah, it back agreed. on you compared to the person that you're saying so instead of like you're doing this and you're a shit friend and blah, 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 like it, that's would make them then feel Very attacked, attacked and they would become mm-hmm. defensive which would then become you know aggression and it would just keep going and that conversation would get nowhere whereas if you say look I just feel like sometimes when we talk about my issues with Steve you sometimes just bring up your issues with your Steve and I just wish that we could maybe talk about my relationship issues for a little bit you yeah. know what I mean then that's so much better than every single time we talk about my issues you talk about your issues with Steve why can't you know like it's so different what I'm getting from that is the key thing is just maturity yeah definitely and I feel like a simple conversation like this can be really beneficial because some people just aren't even aware that they're being a shitty friend and necessarily like it's not necessarily that they are toxic it could be just they're a bit self-consumed at the moment and if you just have that conversation and bring that awareness to their behavior then they may be able to be like oh shit I do that like let's change it exactly um and that kind of related to that is like another way to make a person more self-aware about what they're doing in the friendship is just to start calling them out especially during those behaviors that we talked about before about the being rude but masking it as humor you could just Mm. be like you know I I don't find that funny like please don't joke about me in that way or just simply don't laugh like Mm. if it's not funny why are you faking yourself and as we said before like this conversation can be as casual or as serious as you want it to be. Like it depends on where you where you feel comfortable, you know? Yeah, exactly. 
And um, just as a side note as well, it, it really depends. Like depending on the level of toxicity that that person exhibits, like just be really, really mindful that they may try to diminish the importance of what you're saying or try to convince you that you're overreacting mm. or like they don't believe because they, they essentially don't believe that they're the issue. Mm. So always just coming into the conversation with a clear understanding of how you're feeling and a really, yeah. really strong front. Um, not front aggression, front as in your self-assurance, just so they don't manipulate you. Because mm. sometimes like having this conversation as well, like if you're like me, I'd prefer to have this conversation over text or message just so you can, you know, be guaranteed to stay on track and mm. make sure that you're wanting to be heard and show what you're wanting to say. Because with me, if I get into a fight, sometimes I forget what I want to say because yeah. I'm so caught up in the argument mm. yeah so there's a bit of mixed messages like do we text do we do it in person it's I think it's just totally up to you and your personality though don't you think I think so in your individual situation as well because like I was gonna say <clears throat> to that like as in if you are opting to have like a one-on-one like discussion in person like make sure it is in a safe environment because if that person doesn't react well to being told certain you know personality traits or things that they're doing they may react in like a violent or aggressive way so it's definitely important exactly to maybe do it in a public place so you do have that reassurance of like a safe environment definitely I agree um and feel like me mm. having this conversation can really 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 push your anxiety like beyond belief and I was once put in a position where I had to give an ultimatum, which, by the way, is the last possible scenario and opportunity. Do not give a mm. ultimatum um, unless it's vital, and in my case it was. So if your anxiety is going to prohibit you from having an open conversation, just try to distance yourself from that friend or, as we said before, have the conversation over text. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's so true. And, like, another thing as well is you can, like, indirectly talk about their toxic behavior you know what I mean it doesn't have to be a sit-down conversation like it could be something like you could send them the link to this podcast and say oh hey I listened to this awesome podcast today I think like maybe you would like the you know the topic that they spoke about and then that could then spark like you guys to have a conversation or for them to maybe take some you know inventory of their self and how they behave as a friend so I think like having like more of an indirect approach to it may be helpful as well exactly just making sure that they're aware like Mm. getting their self-awareness up is a really um big thing because they're not going to believe you if they don't actually feel it they might be in denial or they might just be totally clueless yeah Um, Another way could be just slowly backing off from this friendship. Mm. So just like no longer be like available to them um, and just really make the conscious decision to just stop spending time with them. Or if you can't, just limit your interactions where possible. So I like we understand that it can be difficult if you are in a toxic friendship with like mutual friends. Like if Mm. you're in a big group and there's just that one person who's just quite toxic and you're like, I really don't agree with anything you're saying, but I'm going to be nice just because we're in a big group of girls or whoever. Yeah. So just making sure that you limit your interactions with just the group Mm. instead of seeing them in the one-on-one kind of setting. So that will just practically that's just going to minimize the impact like directly on you because when you're in a group setting you don't have to hang out with her you don't have to talk with her like you her or him sorry I'm just talking (laughs) like your experience like my experience like you don't have to stop yourself from having fun just because you don't agree or you feel like you're in a toxic relationship with a person definitely no I think that's like a really good point and like another thing that is really helpful for me is I always try and like see it from the other person's point of view and like understand that they're obviously going through their own shit and that's why they are acting that way and like a quote that I like live by and try and remind myself every time I have like these sort of interactions is hurt people hurt people healed people heal people and I I love that yeah like I just 
it doesn't at all diminish their bad behavior or make excuses for them but for me like I just as soon as I like remind myself of that I'm like you have no idea what they're going through or like in their whatever their life is like or their issues like you know they could be acting like this because somebody else is treating them badly or whatever like so it's just such a good quote to try and remember that it isn't necessarily a personal attack on you it could potentially just be that they are really hurt or going through their own stuff exactly like they're in need of a lot of healing as well so yeah making sure that you have that self-awareness yourself um and another really important thing that I feel like we really need to remember is that other people's happiness is not our responsibility oh. and I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say it again other people's happiness is not our responsibility That's okay I'm speaking to one. you empaths ah, I'm speaking to everyone me. I know and just as much as we want to help people to thrive to be the best version of themselves mm. it is not our job and sometimes we do have to say that this friendship is just no longer serving me and walk away mm. and it is okay to do so it really is okay and sometimes we have to put our happiness first. We have to be selfish in certain situations with friends. Like, oh, it just, it's what's the accumulation of the drainer, the taker, everything. Yeah. It all just drains us and makes us feel like shit. Yeah. So why are we making us feel like shit so the other person isn't feeling happy? Mm, it's like so how, true. how the hell does that work? So I really, really want to stress if you can take anything away from this podcast, is just do not put other people's happinesses happinesses <laughs> happiness happiness <laughs> sorry I'm still 12 <laughs> um before you yeah yeah just 100%. don't don't link that responsibility yeah that you have to help and heal definitely and I think as well like something that I struggle with is I kind of like attach myself to these friendships like I get so invested in them and like it's okay that some people are only in our lives for a season. Like, you know, it's okay to be thankful that, oh, that was my childhood best friend. But since growing up, she's no longer, you know, the type of friendship that I want or she's not serving me anymore. Like it's okay to understand that people don't have to be in your life forever to be significant. Like they can oh, be in your life. Great. Put that on a fucking billboard. <laughs> Let me just make some magnets and some affirmation cards. <laughs> Let's stick it on the fridge. <laughs> and everyone read it every day. No, but yeah, so literally you can be thankful that that person was in your life for a couple of weeks or a year or whatever it is, and then it's okay to walk away. Exactly. And just remembering that we have no obligation to remain friends just because we have history with them. And it's Definitely. exactly what you said. Just because they're school friends doesn't mean they have to be lifelong friends. Another quote to remember is if you're not losing friends, you're not growing. Mm, I love and that. I feel like that's so powerful because, you know, I really love this quote a lot. And it just reminds me just not to remain small or to be held in others' limiting yeah. beliefs. So, you know, we all have friends. We have the friends that we love to go party with. We have the friends we have deep conversations with. Mm. And it's 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 okay if friends don't understand our beliefs. It's okay yeah. if friends don't appreciate it or if they're not interested and that's okay because Mm. everyone has their own beliefs and you can still have a great time with them you just need to be respectful but also losing friends is natural I feel like we need to put that in there right definitely like do you still talk to people that you thought was going to be your best friend forever no definitely not no exactly and that's the that's the clear thing as well I thought I just wanted to add you know I've just had a thought so when you have that friend and you think that they're toxic or um, that they're no longer serving mm. you, it could just be that your values and your beliefs don't align. Yeah, definitely. It doesn't make them a bad you know, person. No, it doesn't make them a bad person at all. And just because if you had a falling out doesn't mean that you have to hate that person for mm. the rest of your life. Like wish them all the freaking best. They definitely. can go live the way that they want to live. They can have the happiest time of their life and that's fine because Mm. we had a great friendship while it lasted and now we've just you know shed our skin and we're on to the next person (laughs) thank you next (laughs) thank you bye (laughs) (laughs) so basically those are some of our coping or exit strategies um like we said Mads and I have both been in this um like experience many times and like as much as the list above that like we just listed is amazing we also wanted to share with you guys like how important like the energetic cleansing side of things is as well because every person that we have an interaction with 
leave some sort of energetic mark on us or we leave it on them and like we understand as well that you know you can't always escape these sort of people you can't just as we're joking unsubscribe next like you can't do that in every like every situation in your life you know it could be a family member that you literally can't cut ties with or a work colleague or anyone like so we wanted to sort of give you some like cleansing techniques for your energy while you are stuck in these sort of situations. So I think Mads should start us off with one of her favourite techniques um, for cleansing her energy around these people. Hell yeah. So the first thing that we've kind of figured out was the grounding meditations before and after interactions. Just it's all about letting go, cleansing. Mm. Um, We can do a white light meditation afterwards. For me personally, I love to... Um, do my smudge sticks and sage yeah that's my way of letting go um, before and after so you know if I know that I have to go to work with someone this is for instance I'm not just talking about personal experience, <laughs> yeah. let's just say I had to go to work with someone that I knew was toxic but I couldn't escape that I would um, cleanse myself and smudge myself with sage before I go to work and then when I get home I sage and smid- smudge blah, 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 blah. <laughs> smudge myself again yeah Um, and that's it's really powerful I think and if you truly believe it it's 100% gonna work yeah definitely no I agree I think yeah saging yourself and the environment is also if you have people coming over into your house no matter if they are toxic or if it's anyone like I don't want their juju in my house like get out so um, I do it every time someone leaves if I'm going to be totally honest literally like even anyone even if they are super you know they've got good vibes like I still just want my own energy in my house so yeah definitely saging is such a powerful one and like white lighting as well like the technique of white lighting so like the meditation that like Mads was mentioning before like basically what that can be is you just so you're doing like so there's heaps of guided meditations about it if you've gone to insight timer or youtube or anything like that but basically all you're doing is you imagine like a white light shining through all of your chakras so you start at your crown and you just go all the way through and you imagine that this white light like cleanses you of all the negative energy that you've like accumulated after your interactions another one i want to mention which i have been using like recently like religiously is cloak of protection so you don't have to like do this like I don't even necessarily do it if I'm gonna like if I know that I'm gonna see a toxic person that's how I learned the technique but I do it more literally every day when I leave the house so basically what you do is you visualize that you're putting like a cloak on so you put the hood on you tie it around your neck and you imagine that this cloak of protection is like flowing over your body and you can imagine it any way that you know you can visualize it because I know it's very different for people to visualize but anyway so you yeah have this cloak of protection on and that makes you feel protected against other people's energy so similar to what I said like the energy can't penetrate through something I do want to add though really quickly is I've never heard this before but I want to say it because it makes me nervous is I had um a psychic reading and she's beautiful and she's so talented and um, we were talking about cloaking ourselves and she's asked if I do it and I told her my techniques blah blah and she said the first ever time she did it she imagined the cloak went all over her face and she Mm. was walking on a zebra crossing to get to like the shops and a car drove down and like almost hit her and then she was like oh my god and he like went out the window and was like I'm so sorry like I genuinely didn't see you so that could be like a coincidence (gasps) oh my god I just got fucking goosebumps since I've heard that I'm like do not cover your face and she said that's how she does it now is she won't cover her face so then people can still see her but I just thought like that could be a coincidence but how bloody strange is that that she did that completely covered her body and her face and this guy reckoned he didn't see her on a zebra crossing like what holy shit but yeah I've never had an experience like that and I just make sure it's a cloak so it doesn't it's not a sheet it doesn't cover my face oh Um, my god but yeah it just gives you that sense of like protection and like another thing you can do for like the energetic field as well is if you are having an interaction with a negative person so if they're chucking like their horrible vibes at you like you know you can sense it when someone doesn't like you or whatever and they're just chucking nasty juju at you is for sure imagine you've got like a mirror and so you can mirror back the juju to them because oh, interesting. I find this one really good because it's not as if you're manifesting bad 
things to happen to them or like bad vibrations or whatever because we all know whatever you put out into the universe is going to come back it's nothing like that it's literally you're returning whatever they're sending so if they're sending you good vibes you're returning good vibes but if they are sending you bad vibes you know you've got the protection that it's mirroring back to them so not only are they wasting their time but they're going to drain themselves of their own energy as well by doing that and it's not going to affect you and like for me when I've had like an experience like this with someone that I couldn't escape doing that just made me feel so much better it kind of gave me back the power of like no you're not affecting me at all like chuck whatever you want because it's not getting in you know how do you sorry I've never done that that's really really interesting Mm. so how do you do you do it like in the morning and it stays there or do you have to like consciously think that there's a mirror like how does it work it honestly depends on like how you feel like it's working and I know that's such like a um like not a specific answer but like for me personally I don't I do it more like when I know that I'm not having like an interaction with a toxic person I could just do it in the morning like and I'd feel really high vibe and good that it's with me all day but if I was having like a specific interaction with like this one particular person like I can think of an exact situation where this has happened I would feel like I would need to like while I'm there like consciously bring it up and imagine that it's sat there and like mine's kind of like over my face I don't know why I visualize it like that but I do and it's like just a big round mirror that's just sat there and like that's just how I visualize it and then like whenever he like they're chucking the stuff I'm like yeah cool not getting to me like you know what I mean but yeah it's just like so interesting I think it's one of those things that the more you do it the more you'll learn like specifically to you what works exactly definitely so I guess that just flows perfectly into what works for me so (laughs) it's kind of the same um kind of the same thought but basically what I do and I talked about it in my Instagram stories I did a little run through of how I get rid of all the negative energy around me but I've always been a water baby. I mm. love swimming. I just, you know, I'd love if I had a bath <laughs> one day, but I just use the shower for now. But what I usually do is I use water as a way of washing away negative vibes. Um, so basically it's just a shower visit. My God. <laughs> a shower visualization or like a hand washing of golden light. So mm. I this is what I did. So I had a really shitty day at work. So I got home, I took off my clothes and as I do that, I imagine that all of the negative energy is superficially coming off me with my clothes Mm. and then I put it straight into the wash. So it's like it doesn't touch anything that I'm feeling when I'm at home. So then I jump straight into the shower after I do that and I just like to feel the water going over my skin and I just visualize and and actually feel Mm. all of the negative energy clinging to the water and coming to the um, superficial layer like of my skin and just running off me. So I love that. Yeah, I just like to think that the water going over me and down to the drain is all of my negative energy leaving my body and going down to the sewage. They can deal with that. They probably have their own ways <laughs> to deal with all that negative energy. But yeah, for me... Yeah, I like I just, that one a lot because um I yeah use that one quite a bit especially like after work um just like a long day of you know collecting people's energies and stuff and I find that easier than say a visualization one because when you are in that state of mind of like today was so shit you know we all know that sort of mood actually yeah. physically seeing the water like across your body is so much easier than imagining white light so it, that one yeah. is quite a good, easy one, especially for beginners. Like if you haven't done any sort of energetic work, that one's really good. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I've only recently started doing it and mm. it actually shocked me at how quick it worked. You know, I've paired it with obviously all of the other types of cleansing um, techniques, but that one was really, it was kind of special because you took that time to actually breathe. You took that time to watch the water go down. Mm and feel like the lift of the vibration in your body and in your like energy which is really really cool so yeah definitely if you're a beginner I I would urge you to just picture the water as flushing all of that shit out of you Mm. and it's nice because you can make it as much of like a ritual if you want it like as much as you want it to be like you know you can set the intention and you can light candles or play music like you can make it as big of a yeah ritual as you want it to be or you can literally just have a shower and it's done like that's what I like about it as well definitely and another one that I love to do is making like an essential oil blend so you can either obviously like I know Mads you love the um cleanse and co like essential oils that they make up like with the affirmations like definitely worthy or 
um, whichever one. So you could definitely use something like that if you're not really into essential oils. But what I personally like to do, and I've done this once before with um, what I was talking about previously, like that person that I couldn't escape. Um, And what I did is I made... Like I had one of those, you know, the essential oil little portable like roll-ons. Like yeah, that you yeah, can make. Yeah. So I put like a carrier oil so I could use it topically. And then what I did was pick some real nice essential oils that I liked. So I picked like lavender, peppermint, um, jasmine, like a real nice florally sort of smells. And yep. as I put them into the little roll-on pot, I said positive affirmations. So for me at mm-hmm. that time, it was like you were worthy, the opinion of you from others like you know is irrelevant um I am safe I am protected stuff like that like whatever I needed to feel when I was in those moments with that person so what I would do is as I'm like saying those affirmations I would smell all of the essential oils and then when I had to have an interaction with them I would roll it onto my skin and smell it and so then it like because your like smell is one of the strongest senses that we have so it then took me back to I was in my soul room which is like my little zen den and it reminded me of how I felt in that moment which was relaxed and then it reminded me of all of those affirmations so that one can be really strong as well when you are in the depth of like a shitty experience that can really like snap you out of it and be like no this person doesn't mean shit like you know Mm -hmm. remember who you are what your values are and like yeah just smelling it like honestly really helped oh I agree and this one is it's it's quite short and concise, but basically just do not dwell or fixate on that person or what they've done to you, and that can be really hard for mm. some people to do. Um, it is challenging, but just trying not to fixate of what that person and their opinion is of you, um, of what they've done to you. Like keep the past in the past, definitely, um, and just stay in the now and stay in the present, which is really really powerful. And journaling helps with that mm. a lot. Definitely. And I think another powerful one is just literally shake off the energy. Like Mm -hmm. a big one for me, I get home if I've got like stagnant energy, like I will just shake my arms, like shake my legs, like shake like a yell. Like you can do anything, but like it really helps to just move that stagnant energy. Oh, yeah. And you know what else helps to move (laughs) that stagnant energy? Mm -hmm. Dancing. I fucking love music and dancing. Like it's insane. It's so good. Hey. Oh, you just put your feel-good tunes on. You don't even have to dance. Just jump. Just mood, feel the sway. music. Like, just yeah. feel it and get in the bloody mood. Definitely. Yeah. Another really good um, technique that we learned from Michelle at the Mindspo retreat was that I reject all negative energy. That is not my own yeah. kind of mudra, is that we call it, like a little bit of exercise so basically it's got to do with your chakras so yeah so the yeah the i reject all negative energy was yeah your chakras yeah so basically you start from your head by the way we'll get more into chakras so i'm just going to say what body part it yeah. is and then in the next episode yeah. um in the few episodes later we'll explain the chakras in depth but you start on the top of your head and you can just kind of it's like you're just washing it away or what's the motion like flicking, just like flicking, flicking it flicking the air like on the top of your head yeah. away you're flicking the air on top. You're just getting rid of all the negative energy and you just keep repeating. I reject all negative energy. That is not my own. And you just keep mm-hmm. repeating it five times and then you move to your third eye, which is in between your eyebrows or like just the middle of your head. Mm-hmm. And then you just start tapping that with two fingers and you say it over again. And then you go to your throat and then you flick that away, all of the negative energy. And then you're repeating that mantra. And then you go to your heart and do the same thing, then your stomach and then your little bits. You <laughs> your sacral. <laughs> That's the one, sacral. And then you just start stomping and then you just really, really chant mm. like I reject all negative energy that is not my own. And, and this is really powerful. And the stomping one as well, she said you can change it too. I reject all negative energy that is my own, which I liked yeah. as well. It's like you're rejecting your own negative energy too. Yeah, definitely. And um, she also did the other one. Do you remember the hand one that she taught us? Yes. Peace begins with me. Mm. That one was good. So basically I've explained it before about the finger tapping one um, on my Instagram, Mm. I'm pretty sure, and maybe in the last podcast. So when you're touching your thumb and your index Mm. finger and throughout all the other fingers, you go peace begins with me. So you use peace with your index, begins with your middle, your ring finger with and your pinky me. 
and you Mm. just go through that and take really deep breaths as you're saying it and that is also a really good grounding exercise yeah because it's good because you can also do that in your head like when you're having a difficult conversation so maybe if you were having the toxic conversation with someone you can just start doing that with your fingers you don't necessarily have to say it out loud but your brain exactly yeah remembers peace begins with me so that one's a really good one and like I just want to say as well is like we need to remember that people are as own are only as powerful as we make them so like of course people do stuff to us which is out of our control and that can upset us but how we respond to situations or people is the thing that we can control amen which (laughs) and I like to say like why is that person so powerful it's crazy to think would you ever in your life bundle up your happiness your vibration your energy your well-being your mental health everything put it in a little ball and then gift it to somebody and say hey you're in control of this now do what you want with it like that is madness. It is so crazy but like, to think of it like that. But that's what you're doing. Essentially, that is what we're doing. We're saying that this person is powerful enough to affect our mood, our vibration, our energy, well-being, everything with one conversation or one comment or, you know, an interaction. And it's like, no, that interaction doesn't like can't affect say 22 years of me building my energy up Mm -hmm. like you know what I mean so it's like these people are only as powerful as we make them so you need to regain the power and be like no this person is not going to take anything from me they've already taken I don't know a year of happiness or however long from this day forth they no longer are allowed to take anything else from me and it's like when you gain that sense of control back like it's hard to explain but like something you're wonder woman yeah, something shifts yeah. in you and then they can say whatever they want and you're like, that's fine, whatever. Like that doesn't yeah. bother me. You do you, boo. See yeah. Ya. Like you Unsubscribe. go. Unsubscribe. <laughs> Enjoy being negative Nancy or negative Nelly. Like I don't, I'm not about it. Exactly. And basically with that, you just need to start avoiding interactions and just take back that fucking control like just take it back and you know let's just say you're at work like move so you're not looking at them if you're at like in the office type setting wear headphones when you're like when you hear them talking Mm -hmm. or um just to block them out just consciously making those decisions to take back that freaking control and stop giving them you know that bundle of happiness exactly and I think like another thing to remember is you need to forgive this person and this was a like a difficult one for me to understand because I was like no I don't I don't need to forgive this person that hurt me for like a long time Mm -hmm. I'm a Gemini so I was very stubborn about that like no but you need to understand that okay so that person hurt you that one time or did that shitty thing or whatever but by you not forgiving them you're reliving that event over and over and over again so my god it's no longer them hurting you and it's you hurting yourself whereas if you forgive them and I'm not saying you need to be best friends with them or like allow that behavior to happen but for your own peace of mind like you need to forgive them Mm -hmm. then you're taking out that over and over like what is it called when it's just on repeat yeah like of hurt so you're literally being like they did that shitty thing I don't know I no longer respect them or we're no longer friends or whatever it is but I forgive them so then whenever you hear their name or you see them you don't have that like oh feeling where you're hurting so Mm -hmm. yeah you're not hurting yourself over and over anyway that is it there you have it so Mm. that's our experiences with toxic friends and just basically all of the signs that we've learned to notice in those types of people um and we really really hope that these coping and exit strategies help you even just a little bit, just to be able to gain more of an understanding and control over these types of peoples and the peoples, <laughs> these people and situations, um, and just to help you maintain positive relationships and just to help your own well-being because we've said so many times, just take care of yourself. Yeah, definitely. And like Mads and I both like understand what it's like to deal with these types of people and it can be so draining and have such negative effects on your mental, emotional and spiritual well-being. Definitely. But like we want you guys to know that you're not alone. 
like Maddie and I are always here for anyone who needs that extra support. You know, we you can just message us on Instagram or, you know, whatever. Like we just want you to know that this is a heavy topic and we are here for you guys. We can hold space for you just for you to rant about how you're feeling or give you tips and tricks on how to facilitate those difficult conversations with people. Yeah. But like we obviously want to give you guys a little bit more support as well. So we want to recommend some resources that can genuinely help you. So an amazing resource is eHeadspace. And I love this resource because I've used them before. Yeah. And they, but, but if you're not familiar with them, is they are like an online um, counseling and support system for young people. So I think it's aged between 12 and 25 is where you can, yeah, I think so. Get yeah. like help from them. Um, but they also can help people's friends and families as well. So they're really good. Um, and we'll put all of the relevant information in the show notes. But do not hesitate. Like, there's no shame in reaching out to a support system to get help, no. even if it's something like, this like that's their job you know that's what they're there for um but if that that resource doesn't align with you another really good one is beyond blue and they have online chats or phone calls um which can be super super helpful and they you know are so good with these sort of topics so if you need help like 100 reach out to one of those resources and as i said we'll put the details in the show notes as well so We're starting a new thing. So we wanted to finish each of our episodes with um, like either a tarot card Mm. or an oracle card pulling. Um, We can do it for like this specific topic or for guidance with the current state of the world. You just, you know, you'll never, you'll never guess um, (laughs) what kind of card we'll get. It's just whatever relates to you. But the specific cards that actually fell out of the deck, I'm not kidding you, they Phil, right, Shelves? Oh, this was honestly insane. I, so I pulled these cards and I messaged Matt. It's like, oh, my God, you're never going to guess. Yeah, so we're using the deck Work With Your Light by Rebecca Campbell. And we were originally going to use um, Shelves' newest deck, which is called Angels and Ancestors. But, you know, for some reason we were just like, mm, no, that doesn't really work. Mm. So, you know, let's just actually use the work with your light um so we were called to that deck and I'm so freaking glad we did because the first card that we pulled is called the boundary card Mm. so basically I'm just going to read you the excerpt of the book yeah so it says about boundaries so you're being called to create clearer boundaries in your life this could be with your friends family or work saying yes when you really mean no leads to so much resentment which is the biggest energy drain ever. At first, it might only be a little bit and not feel like a big deal, but before you know it, your energy field becomes porous. Oh my God, I can't read. Porous? (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, and you're left feeling depleted, resentful, or taken advantage of. Saying no and having clear boundaries is actually a spiritual act. The most giving, loving, compassionate people are those who have the clearest boundaries. For when they say yes, they are able to give unconditionally. When your boundaries are clear, others know where they stand and you are able to give freely. If you are not clear where your boundaries lie, this causes confusion, resentment and energetic cords to be planted. If you are saying yes when you really mean no, you are likely needing something yourself. Ask yourself, what part of me needs something from them? It could be a need for approval a fear of being seen a certain way or a fear of loss. So the best way to gouge your boundaries is to check in with your belly. Your belly is the second brain. It has an intelligence known as your gut feelings. Tune into this space when deciding what is okay for you. How does it feel? What is it you're trying to communicate or what is it trying to communicate with you? So work your light inquiry. So where in your life do you need to establish better boundaries? So that could be a really good way to start a journal heading. I thought that was such a powerful card because this is all about boundaries. I know because I love how we're like, we'll discuss boundaries in like a following episode. And then like the Oracle set was like, no, you need to discuss boundaries now. Yes. Sorry. That was really long winded and whatever, whatever, but Shelves, how about you read what card fell out for you? So mine was don't dim to fit in. How are you dimming your light in order to fit in? Don't dim your light to to accommodate someone else's smallness. We are all born to shine big and bright. The universe is expanding and you're a part of the universe. So it's expanding a part of your nature. If someone makes you want to retreat, notice and slowly back away. They are not for you. You are not for them. 
And better yet, find it within yourself to expand and shine your light anyways. Flowers open and close according to who is walking by. They open and show their beauty regardless. I messed that up, sorry. Flowers don't open and close according to who walks by. They open and show their beauty regardless. If others don't want to be around you or make or you make them feel uncomfortable, it's because you are shining the light on the fact that they are dimming to fit in. By choosing to shine bright, you may just inspire them to turn on their light too. Or not, keep your light on anyway. All relationships are essentially an energetic agreement. The moment one person decides to start rising up and allowing their light to shine, it changes the energetic agreement and can create some waves. That's completely normal. The relationships that are meant to last will adapt to the change in energy. Others won't because they were likely born under the proviso. Proviso? I see. I don't know some of these words either. Anyways. (laughs) Oh, I love you as long as you don't shine brighter than me. That's okay. Not all people are meant to be in your life forever, but the lessons they teach us can still live on. And then the work your light inquiry, how are you dimming your light in order to fit in? That is so freaking mm. crazy. So I feel like those two cards really relate to this conversation. Definitely. And, you know, it could relate to you. And let us know if that does relate to you outside of what we're talking about or if it relates to you in this present moment because that would be really special for us. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Ilan Vital. <laughs> So just please remember to subscribe, like, comment, and give us a five-star rating if you feel like you're called to do so. Um, And you can rate us on the iTunes podcast app. Thanks, guys. Speak to you soon. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Alrighty, so that is the end of our podcast for today. So thank you so much for joining our Divine Discussions. Now, if you want to become a part of our EV fam, please head to at Elan Vitale Podcast on Insta or Facebook. And just as an FYI, we have a new episode releasing every Thursday. Alright, peace out. <laughs>